Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim, and today we are going to discuss Lock Every Door, which is by Riley Sager and was published in 2019 by Dunton, which is a subset of Penguin Books. And fun fact, Riley Sager is actually a gnome de plume for Todd Ritter, and he also writes under the name Alan Finn, which for Sarah and I, we were quite shocked by this because we thought Riley Sager was female. Um, The plot of the book is after losing her job and her boyfriend in the same day, Jules is desperate to get off her friend's couch and make some money. She agrees to become an apartment sitter at the Bartholomew. However, the other sitters keep disappearing and she gets this strange sense of being in danger. She tries to figure out what is happening while flirting with her neighbor, Nick. So this is this is a thriller. And how how did you feel about it, Sarah? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay, just because it said my connection was unstable. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. I think, um, it wasn't, I wouldn't say that it was like edge of your seat excitement and it felt kind of predictable or like there was just, there was nothing that was like, oh, I'm so shocked. I am so surprised that this happened. And honestly, it's kind of like, it's not bad, but it's definitely a book that it's like you read, you enjoy, you put it away, and then you just kind of forget that you ever read it. It doesn't, like, stick with you. It doesn't yeah. leave a lasting impression. Kim and I were trying to figure out if we had actually read it before. Um, it felt yeah, like we it had. It felt like I'd read it before. I, so. I don't know why, because in my Goodreads, it says I have not read it before. But I'm like, why is this so familiar? Did you get I that still- feeling? I didn't know. Yeah, no. Okay. Okay, so in going through my room today, I've touched every book. So I know it wasn't in the book box books or it would be, you know, in my room. But um, so I think it just had a familiar feeling to it. Yeah, really, really weird. Um, Like, and I mean, it's it's like, I think it's a concept that's pretty familiar. You know, you, you, move into a mysterious apartment building. Your neighbors are kind of strange. There's like, you know, weird rules that are in place for living in the apartment building and things slowly unravel from there. Um, So I think it's like a pretty tried and true. And I think the book of my, the cover of my book referenced it being similar to Rosemary's Baby. Um, And so I don't know if like, it's supposed to be reminiscent of that or there was a show. I swear there was a show that it made me think of. Um, I mean, it took place in an apartment building, and there was even a creepy basement. So maybe it's like um, that story we read, the graveyard apartment. You know, I I mentioned that, but it no, it it didn't. It wasn't that. I don't know. know Yeah. I seriously thought for at least three quarters of it that I had read it, and then I was like. Well, if I did, I didn't read the end. So if I did read this book, I did not finish it. So, but I finished it this time. Yeah. And like, okay. So to share for those who have read it. Um, so I started the book on, like, was it Sunday or Monday? I tried to read it. 
And I got into the first hundred pages and I didn't think I was going to be able to finish it. And not because it's like particularly scary, but it kept talking about money. And the main character is like getting more and more stressed out as her bank account was going down. And like, for those who don't know right now, I work like as a substitute librarian um, type position for my local library, which means I don't have set days that I work. And they had recently been going into limited access because of an increase in COVID cases. So I haven't been making as much money as I normally do. Um, And so it's sitting there talking about money. And I was just absolutely like already high stress. And it was just making me think about what was stressing me out even further to the point where I walked into Kim and I was like, I don't know that I can do this. <laughs> like, this is not fun. Um, luckily, then a couple of days later, I was like, fine, I'm going to take it with me to a library shift. I'm just going to read it while I'm at the library and get it over and done with. I did manage to finish it and it wasn't so bad after that. But man, that Manny money discussion was just not I was not up for it. <laughs> when she was taking it down to the pennies, she had oh. $250 and 36 cents which I'm, I don't know exactly what the amounts were, but yeah, she was, she was counting for pennies. And I was feeling that I was, that's what I'd been doing. I've been running the numbers over and over and over again. And like trying to figure out how much tutoring I have to do to offset it. And I was like, I don't need you running. I don't need to read a book about my life at the moment. (laughs) So what did you guys think of Jules? I thought she was horribly naive. Um, yeah. It, it, and being that naive after having such tragedy just seemed a little weird to me. Um, it took her a long time to, to get to the point where she was recognizing where she was at. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it was, it was a bit frustrating. I liked her. She's really bad at following rules too. Yeah, <laughs> She's like, very bad at following very rules. Bad. I think she broke every single rule. And well, talked she about started, it while she was breaking the rule. I'm like, oh. And I'm didn't even make it 24 guy. hours before no. she was like breaking her first one. Well, that's the thing I found kind of weird about the book is this was five days, right? In total. Yeah. It was very fast. A lot happened in five days. Yeah. It, yeah. The timeline was, seemed really it, rushed it, it, or yeah, something. It felt like it should have been months. I, but then I she would have gotten like, paid. I know. I know. And we wouldn't have had that anxiety. <laughs> I could have done without that anxiety. Yeah, it definitely felt like the timeline was crunched down to increase like the intensity of it. But it definitely felt almost unreal how rapidly everything. So that been like, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It felt like months. Mm-hmm, yeah. As I was reading it, but it was days. We did a very bad job of hiding everything because she unraveled that very fast. Yeah. Yeah. I almost (laughs) would have preferred it to take longer. Yeah. Because like then it would have been believable that she made friends with her neighbor downstairs or, you know, the other sitter downstairs and was so invested in figuring out where she went. And it would have made the whole having sex with Nick make sense because they would have had more interactions, like actually spreading that out and making it feel like it had time to develop would have worked you know her like her making friends with Greta 
it was like one minute it's oh don't talk to me then it's like oh we can be friends you're starky enough i was like why couldn't have this been like take more time give me a chance to actually believe that this is happening and i would like her to have actually functioned under the rules for a little while so that when she is breaking the rules there was a bit more drama to it a bit more suspense to it instead it's like well if they're not going to kick her out as soon as they catch her breaking the rules then there's really no point where as she's breaking more and more rules you think that she's going to actually have some repercussions well so i guess the, the thing to point out though is is maybe they didn't intend for her to be there that long so they could ignore the rules because obviously the entire intent of this entire thing is that they bring in these people who are like not not going to be noticed as being God so that they can harvest them for organs for the rich people who are living temporarily in the apartments. So can we talk about the reality of that for just a second? Do you know how hard it is to match for a transplant? Right? And it's like, and it's not like they tested her blood beforehand. They tested it when she got cut, right? So it's like yeah. they had yeah. her there before they even knew that one of the very few people there. I mean, yeah, what there were how many apartments? Twelve floors, like forty-eight. Well, the top two only had two. Top and floor had two. Forty-six. Yeah. Um, but we only talked about four residents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was the writer, the woman with the dog, the old guy, Nick. And well, but Dick, I don't think Nick needed a transplant. No, no, he, he was, was running the entire he thing. Transplant her. Right. Um, so, I mean, well, we there was the doorman's daughter. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Doorman's daughter. But she wasn't part of the residency. So, yeah, I mean, we're all of the rest of these rooms actually. Holding people as you know body parts or were they residents no i think i mean i think there were only three apartments that were being used as like sitter apartments so again then we're we're looking at the statistical chances of a random person applying for this job and them actually matching for a transplant is and i think she matched like three people, right? Because they took her kidney, they're going to give her liver to someone else, and then her heart too. So, right. yeah, yeah, her her organs were going to three separate people. Yeah, although she wasn't originally intended for one of them, because Greta was supposed to get what's her name's kidney, the one who I can't even remember her name, the one Ingrid. who ran away, Ingrid. Yeah, um, and then she just it happened to be that. Jules was also a match. Oh, sorry. My eye is all red. It has something in it. I can't figure Nobody out what, what like. your eye looks like. You say it's, you're sorry, it's all red. You're actually, well, because I keep, because I you keep, keep messing with it. Yeah, I keep touching my face because it itches and it hurts. And it's like, oh. But yeah. For all the people I, listening are wondering why you're touching your face. Because <laughs> I love it so much. I can't get enough of it. So oh bad. i know <laughs> also they were never going to kick her out anyway because she's their donor so like yeah that's why rules. i was like 
Yeah, so I was like, maybe that's why they were so forgiving on the rules is because they knew yeah, how long they the truly rules? need her for. Then why will it keep people out? Rules? I know, but good lord. Or maybe it's to make sure, like during the interview process, that they don't have a lot of friends and stuff. We're I, gonna. I think hang so. I think that was the intent is to see how likely they were to follow the rules and how isolated they truly were. Um, and also to leave their people alone. Yeah. Like they want to talk to their soon to be dead person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to become friends with you. <laughs> um, yeah. It should have gone on much longer, but then I assume it's because the only thing trapping there was her need for money. So they couldn't have her getting paid. But then if that's the case, they should have just been like, you get paid every month. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, it just, it didn't feel like she was really trapped at all, quite frankly, because she could have always gone to her friend, Chloe or whatever. Yeah, it really, it, it felt like it was a forced escalation rather than a natural progression. Um, yeah, because she was happy, 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 and then horrified. And like, yeah. suddenly, it was like, it just, it was a quick read, but it did not progress naturally Mm-mm. just an eye patch <laughs> or you know you take a break and you go see if you can get it out of your eye whatever it is i don't know what it is i think i like scratched it or something you know what though knowing that the author is a man does explain at least one of the things that i was like that's impossible what's that what's that and that was he had ingrid dye her hair black and then, like, a couple months later, she was a soft sub strawberry blonde or whatever. Yeah. It was like, do you know how much bleach it's going to take to get bottle dye that's black and it's out of her hair? not going to lift like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, she's going to have to cut that hair off and grow up better hair and then bleach yeah. the crap out of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was... Uh, well, and then she dyed her hair in, like, a bathroom rest stop area or something like that. And I was like, nah. uh no that's no. a trope from movies yeah mm. I'm like anyone who has actually box dyed their hair at home knows that that is not like a, something you do in a bathroom sink kind of situation not successfully and not with black dye well she did I've tied my hair black in my so bathroom can, sink but they did she they missed us so that she could tell it was the same person because she had the blue in the in the she missed yeah. a spot yeah but yeah but even so you're not going to bleach that to a strawberry blonde. No. A lot of people think you can just, if they don't dye their hair, that you just you just put strawberry blonde on and your dark hair yeah. becomes strawberry blonde. Not that they bleach the hell out of it. Or that yeah. somehow like the black dye is going to wash out. Yeah. And then yeah. she can just put the strawberry blonde on. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Oh, man. Um, trying to think. So what did you guys think of Nick? Well, I mean, the minute he mentioned that he came from a long line of doctors, I was like, oh, so he's the bad guy. Yeah. Even though I didn't even know what the bad thing was yet. It was just like, well, this guy's obviously at fault here because the doctor, and I assumed he was Dr. Bartholomew's yeah. heir yeah. or descendant or, or whatever. I actually, for a while there, I was like, maybe he is Bartholomew because she was talking about like how oh, yeah. similar he looked. And I was like, is this like a weird like age regression well, thing that we're doing? Yeah. Because I thought it was like supernatural at first, and like she's yeah. the Ouroboros. I'm like, oh god, here we go. Another oh, talk story. about like, like the most cliche thing ever: secret society, mm-hmm. Ouroboros. You know, it's like 
mystery base, but I was I was like, oh, really? It had it's to be an Ouroboros. You couldn't have picked something else. I want a painting of the Ouroboros now, just so that people know what they're dealing with when they <laughs> come visit me. Oh man, I do too. I'm like, you know what? We'll just we'll just I mean, put the Ouroboros up. Yeah, put it up, let it be there, and people will just assume that I am in some kind of cultish secret society, <laughs> and they won't fuck with me. Yeah, I mean, at least it wasn't Satanist, though. I was like, oh, of course, they gotta be Satanists. But yeah, I, like, I did oh, think it was going there. Satanists. I was like, cool. <laughs> just run them in mill organ for harvest rich people. <laughs> rich people being rich people. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I, I I was like, oh, we're, we're going. I did think it was supernatural when they mentioned the Ouroboros. And I was like, oh, of course. Yeah. And I thought they were going to be like ghosts or something just based off the description, which was pretty big. But yeah, I would have been happier had it been su- more of a supernatural type of thing, because like I said, the, the transplant just doesn't make any sense. Not not it. That would have made more sense. Yeah. In terms of like, even if it was like. Sarah's favorite thing, magic, like organ transplanting, that would yeah. make more sense than, you know, just magic. Why would like you need the organ transplants, if you have magic, you can just like grow your own organs. Because, you know, if they establish the rules establish that the magic doesn't rules, work that yeah. way, then, you know. <sighs> In every world, also, Murphy rules. says hi. Hey, Murphy. He is Murphy, not Murphy. a part of this team. He, he is. is. Uh, trust me, I've edited enough of these episodes. He is a part of this team. <laughs> he would Why like me to stop picking him up. Because he's not one that eye. talks. Him and I matching. <laughs> I think it's on the same side, too. It is. <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, no. I, honestly, Nick being the ultimate bad kind of felt almost anticlimactic. And like, you're just showing up in the apartment. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Why? Why did he just suddenly appear in her apartment, or like, just let him in and like wander around? Like, was he trying to get caught? Yeah, but like, why was he going in? Like, there's no reason for him to go in. She's there. It's not like she's trying to escape. So it's like it's only there to make some it seem creepy. But like, yeah, yeah, from his perspective, all he's doing is risking the chance of getting caught and blowing everything. So (laughs) why? Yeah, yeah. Well, then they like kept mentioning the noise. She's like, I can hear a noise. Right. That's like, like, that's the part they were trying to establish as creepy. And, and it was just him walking around. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just I imagining him like walking around the apartment and then going back through the door. <laughs> I didn't even find it all, all that creepy. I was just like, okay, there's a noise. Okay. That's it. We've just got a noise. Yeah. You're giving me all this other information. Thing. Yeah. And like oh. things move around, or you know, I'm surprised she didn't hear like footsteps. She just heard like a soft displacement Wishing, yeah. of the air. Yeah. yeah. Like, and she felt like she was being watched, but she like she wasn't ex- even really being watched that we know of. There was no establishment that like there was yeah. surveillance stuff in her apartment. So oh, she just didn't like no, the wallpaper. There was a very vivid. The wallpaper was watching her. Watching her. Yeah, exactly. But that's not like they <laughs> I were know. not literally. But it was weird. And I would like to know if this is actual wallpaper that exists someplace. Some people see it as eyes and some people see it as birds. Um or flowers. 
was it flowers? I thought it was. It birds. was flowers. It was flowers or faces. Think. Yeah, and so it's like just weird. I don't know that I ever mistake a flower for a face. Well, have you ever mm. seen the the pictures where it's either a woman or a duck? You ever seen those on the? Well, internet? yeah, that's true. So it's just the way it's designed. So the way your eyes perceive the colors is how what I think is how it works. I have no idea how that works, but optical illusions. Ooh, how do optical illusions work? Oh, good God. Is it that you get bored during the podcast that you have to research something that we bring up in the middle of our our conversation? No, I just I was just curious. <laughs> it, it says optical illusions happen when our brain and eyes try to speak to each other in simple language, but the interpretation gets a bit mixed up. For example, it thinks our eyes told us something is moving, but that's not what the eyes meant to say to the brain. Now I'm just like picturing a conversation oh, a very between technical the... description. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm just picturing the eyes How being like make some this is a bird. Way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not a bird. Eyes, that's a uh whatever. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, but I'll yeah, dumb no. waiter. Oh, oh yeah, that's that... just dumb waiters are supposed to be creepy. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, that's going to be creepy. And then it just was like, not. I mean, if anything, this, it just helped her rather than be like someone coming up to the dumbwaiter. That would have been much scarier. That would have been. Well, and they started it with the notes and then they just let it go. Because, you know, yeah, they serve their purpose. Down. Also, Ingrid disappeared in like less than 24 hours. So, know. you know. It would have like been I creepier said, if yeah. someone kept sending her notes even after Ingrid was gone. Yeah. Although that would take more time. Yeah. Or I kind of thought for a moment there that like Nick would trap her in the walls in the dumbwaiter. That would oh, be yeah. Cool. Like, like this girl, a lot what are you doing? Been cool. it, it has like all the tropes, but none of the like, like execution of the tropes. It was just kind yeah, of like, oh, put some people think dumbwaiters are scary, so I'm going to throw in a dumbwaiter. Oh, people feel like being watched scary, so I'm going to people, you know, being watched. Mystery basement. <laughs> like, yeah. Nothing happened in the mystery basement. Yeah, just, just a gun. That, that then and didn't her come into play. What was her creepy dream? I don't remember it. She just kept dreaming about her family, like being in the park or like being on fire. And they just seemed really silly because it's like, I don't know if anyone dreams dreams that way. Yeah. And that it's like, you think that maybe it's supposed to be like prophetic or maybe like at some point, they're like, oh, you don't belong here. So maybe she was dreaming about- She dreamed of her family being on fire and then there was a fire. But there was also a fire just like her dad died- in a fire so yeah he set a fire they they killed themselves with fire yeah that's a choice i do have to say like the sister being discussed constantly and not being resolved i think that was a statement on people going missing so i i think that was a very purposeful decision yeah because then it's like you feel how the character feels kind of it's like you're never gonna know you really can't know I would prefer bother me. I would have preferred like an entire book about her trying to find her sister and not finding her than it being like this weird thing that she's obsessing about in the background. Um, it did seem it, kind of like just to describe or to explain why she wanted to find Ingrid so much, I guess. Yeah, because it was like really she lost her sister and her parents killed themselves. 
why couldn't it have just been her parents killed themselves? Why does she have to have a mystery sister? I because again, I think the author is telling a story about women who go missing because it is a huge thing that women just disappear and nobody follows through on looking for them. They give up and yeah. they're just gone and you never know, are they alive? Are they dead? And, you know, 30 down years down the road, she, they may find her sister's bones someplace and she'll then know, but you don't, you rarely know in the moment. I guess. Unless I don't know. Good looking white woman. And then you hit the news hard because the news for Ingrid missing. Like the whole scene where she was trying to report Ingrid as missing and just yeah. kind of got dismissed out of hand. Yeah. It's like, I wonder if that's, is that realistic, accurate, or was it exaggerated for the book? No, I would say yes. I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, no, I was no, curious. I would say it most definitely is. I'm trying to think uh, of what else we can discuss. What was the time frame on this? I don't remember. Like six Did years? Give like a... No, 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 no. Year. What years was this supposed to no, be? No, they didn't give it a year. Okay. It came out in 2019, so I'd assume pre It seemed like yeah, it was, yeah, like just a contemporary time frame. They at least have cars, cell phones, and guns, so there might yeah. have been a vague mention of how long ago the Bartholomew had been, Bartholomew had been made um, but I think it was just in the vague sense of uh, like the early 1900s late 1800s yeah I want to say 1912 but then I think there was something that said specifically 1919 so it was like right after the flu but with, I thought that was weird because I thought they were saying that so it was that the building was made before the flu happened. Then the the Spanish flu went through. Then the flu had already started to dissipate throughout most of the country. But then all of the like health the got yeah. sick with it. And so I think what it was is it was supposed to be that the original Bartholomew used the end of the, the Spanish flu to cover up what he was trying to do to use servants for people's like well, I think body say, parts. Didn't they say that they're like trying to find a, a cure or something that they could use? Yeah, for it was. Yeah, it was, it was weird, but basically. But they were definitely like test subjects or something. Yeah. And so he used wow. the, the pandemic then to cover up um, the failure in his first attempt to, you know, keep rich, rich people healthy. Well, really, he killed so. himself to keep it covered up because he knew that, yeah, he did that too. they would find out. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> A lot to talk about. Uh, I think yeah, this I think was, already covered all my notes. <laughs> I think this was a, a long week for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> and this book wasn't like, like it was, I enjoyed reading it, but it wasn't a big thinker. Yeah, and it, it was kind of like a beach read, but it was just a, a thriller style beach read rather than like yeah. a romance book. 
I'm almost disappointed because I had, I had read Home After Dark and I quite liked Home After Dark. But Home After Dark definitely had a better execution than this, which I know neither of you have read Home After Dark. Was that by the same author? Was this somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, okay. this is the... Um, which Home After the Dark is... Do, do, do. I think that's the one where it's... The uh, daughter goes back and her father had written a book in kind mm. of like an Amityville horror kind of situation. Yeah, something about that didn't sound as interesting. But now that I've read this one, it's like, well, maybe the other one but it would have been more complex and have more to talk about. Yeah, it, it was. Um... <sighs> Sorry, my brain. Yeah, that's the one where 25 years ago, Maggie Holt and her parents moved into Bainbury Hall, a rambling, rambling Victorian t- estate in the vermont woods and then three weeks three weeks later they fled in the dead of the night an ordeal her father recounted in a memoir card called the house of horrors and so then maggie goes really interesting to me that one has an excellent that one has an excellent twist um that one actually made me feel creeped out it had an excellent twist um that's the one you were reading when somebody pounded on the door in the middle yeah allegedly Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, which I think I've mentioned, we've mentioned on here before in a previous episode about that situation happening, which is why we had picked a Riley Sager book is because I had mentioned that experience, but we were like, oh, we'll pick something that I haven't read yet so that I can read something new. Um, And I, this one, and Home After Dark came after this one um, Mm. because it was released in 2020. But yeah, so that one is their writing skills a bit. In, I in think so. Yeah. Skills. Yeah. Well, and it's it, hard to write. So, you know, it, it's it's hard to 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 convince people that things are. And creepy and, and having happening. yeah, having read now two of Riley Sager's books, and I actually have an arc for a third one that's coming out soon, um, which is actually their fourth book. They take those like classic situations and play with them. So like Home After Dark is, you know, Amityville horror style kind of situation, but post it uh, or post it happening. This one is, you know, the apartment building mystery. And then I think the next one is called The House Across the Lake. Nope, that's not what I wanted. Where is it? Oh, it doesn't even say on the list right now. Yeah, there's there's another one. Um, and then they have Survive the Night and uh, their first one's Final Girls. But yeah, like they clearly play with the, within the, the tropes of it and i guess just sometimes it doesn't pan out as well as other times which is always a risk so, sarah did you fall asleep no i'm listening so what okay. this really <laughs> reminded me of was the movie get out but get out was done so well and and was mm-hmm. genuinely creepy whilst coming across as normal 
And, Mm -hmm. and I, I, I think putting it in the Bartholomew and, and making it this unbelievable situation where she gets this amazing, um, apartment and for free basically and she's getting paid to stay there i i just think they kind of the writer just kind of lost the scope of making this a normal situation that i mean more of an uncanny type situation and and it didn't have any of that ability with the uncanny it just wasn't pulling that across and 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 then if you look at the movie get out and how well that was done um, which I know you got actors who are portraying the 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 situation and that that changes things that, from reading, but but you're, I think you're touching very on something comparable to each other. Something very critical though about like thriller horror genre genres is that they tend to be commentary about society. And I can't help but think that maybe if Jules had been homeless or if Ingrid had been the main character instead, that that might have changed the dynamic giving Jules so much of an out of like, oh, the tragedy of her sister missing. Oh, the tragedy of her parents dying. Oh, Chloe magically isn't there that weekend. It almost like reduced what was being like the commentary that was being presented. And I think if she had been a homeless person who happened to see it in the newspaper and thinks, oh, this might be my chance. And like, if the risk or like, yeah, he kind of, the writer kind of, touched on the homelessness he kind of touched on the missing people rather than commit actually getting deep into it and and like you said making it a social commentary so yeah yeah, it's it's unfortunate because it it was kind of missed as you said it's it was just um it's not like we're we're dishing on this book and and it, it was it was a pleasant read it wasn't it wasn't an awful read um it's not a want, big thinker no if yeah. you want it doesn't horror, go deep if you want horror light you know if you actually get uncomfortable with with books that that really deep dive into horror uh, and you just you, you know you can't do it i'm i'm kind of uncomfortable with horror i don't read a lot of it um this is an easy read if you want to if yeah. you want just a, a light scare um you know maybe a little uncomfortable in certain parts but not really going to be like oh my god somebody's knocking on the door at three o'clock in the morning why um was it three o'clock in the morning or was it three o'clock was no it? yeah it was it was one o'clock in the morning one o'clock in the morning the weird part about all of that was leaving all of the doors on the gmc open yeah that's the creepy yeah. part yeah like, that's what? the creepy part they were crawling through our car didn't bother to steal it Granted, yeah there's nothing in it but yeah it's like what are you what are you looking for what do you think is in our car and it came up to the door and knocked yeah and but, and our rain didn't pick up on them I wonder if somebody opened all the car doors and one of our neighbors knocked on the door on the car on the door to say, hey, except I called out and no one responded to me. I know. I know. We have, you we would never- think, given how our neighbors are, that they would have been like, do you know? But or, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, it was. But that was anyway. creepy. That was creepy. Um, but yeah, no, this this I think is a good like if you're not sure if you like thrillers. This is a good one to like start you off on thrillers. Cause I've definitely read much more intense things. Um, and I, I would say this is more of a, like, I'm not even sure this is really horror. I think this is more of a thriller. Yeah. Like a, 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 a thriller. Mystery there no thriller. Mystery. There was no mystery. 
the mystery was what was the Bartholomew doing? It wasn't really horror. Doesn't thriller go more into uh well, what is it called online? How do they classify it? Let me see here. I don't know. I mean, I would say it's like a lukewarm mystery. It is. Well, it, it was nominated for Goodreads Choice Award Best Mystery and Thrill. Oh, no, that's Final Girls. Give me just a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? This one won an award? <laughs> no, no, no. Nominated. I said nominated. Nominated. Okay. Genre is thriller. Okay. I'm often wrong, so. So, okay. A, a horror novel is intended to scare and or disgust a reader by inducing feelings and emotions of terror, while a thriller is meant to excite and entertain a reader through the use of constant tension and suspension. So I would definitely Suspension say or suspense. Suspense. Sorry. It's just gonna bounce in front of you. Very smooth. It's got a good suspension, suspension of disbelief. <laughs> uh, I've done a seven-hour shift at the library. <laughs> um so yeah, I based off of that, this was very much a thriller. It really wasn't trying to go for disgust or terror it really was kind of like i think it tension. was trying on terror the a little bit i mean i, I think it was playing it with was, it but it wasn't aiming for it yeah well maybe that's where i was off kilter with it because i was expecting more scares in it and yeah no i definitely was expecting horror um like comparing it to rosemary's baby i was expecting horror um and I think maybe that's why it, it didn't quite deliver. Deliver. Um, otherwise, like in terms of other thrillers I've read, it's maybe not the strongest thriller I've read. Mostly because most of the time with thrillers, like there's a clear unwrap, like a mystery has to be unraveled. And the unraveling of the, like the mystery warrants the character pushing forward. And while something was going on in this book, Jules didn't want to know the secret behind the Bartholomew. She just wanted to find Ingrid. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, yeah, it's just like, it feels like the execution was just slightly off. Um, yes, Murphy, I love you. You're amazing. You're a goober. <laughs> He's adorable. I love him. He's over here doing the weird, like, I'm a baby pose thingy where, you know, well, you know how he is when it's me yep. and he's doing that. What's love? wants love but he makes me feel like i have a creepy kitten kid <laughs> he always did that lay just under they, your like like lay and then he like start, yeah like he's gonna start nursing and it's just like no <laughs> cat, no not happening <laughs> um anyways now that we've digressed to booby cat <laughs> um I, I don't know what else to discuss do you guys have any other thoughts on this one the only I mean, other note I have, oh, no, sorry. you you talk. So the only other note I have left that I haven't brought up is that I'm glad George made it. But now I'll try George. to remember who George is. 
I have no idea who George is. <laughs> Looking at Amberly's face of confusion. Think about, Are you talking about the, the guy dog? who lived on the roof. No, that was Rufus. Oh, the freaking gargoyle. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I needed what? that. Okay. I I, George didn't make it. No, he, he did. It was put into a museum. Yeah, they, oh, she, oh, she, I didn't catch that. Demolish it, and I was like, "No, we're not the gargoyle." It and was then they said, one of oh, her stipulations. Moved. Yeah, she she had him removed and put into a museum. I wanted it's that like a memorial to, to victims. Yeah, <laughs> that would have turned this into a completely different book. I know what that's if? the book I was going for. That's the book I was expecting. I <laughs> love gargoyles. Love gargoyles. Oh, have and you read that book that Amberly has? which no i haven't she's tried to get me to read it and i won't um, sarah's read I've, the first one i have to bring her the or she's gonna come grab the next two if i can find them you know there's actually six books but i haven't read the last three yet oh my god but did they're like did you like the first but one? A trilogy and then there's did you like it sarah well i had extremely low expectations coming in from that other tri- trilogy whatever that we read um i found it readable and I was mildly interested in seeing what happens next. I mean, if I never find out, I also don't care, but okay. I don't hate Wait. it. So for anyone wondering, since we've completely digressed, she's talking about Stone Cold Kiss. White Hot Kiss, but close. White Hot Kiss. <laughs> it's Stone Cold Touch is another one in the series. Yeah. Um, White Hot Kiss, which is by Jennifer L. Armentrout. No. Who did. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't. It's much shorter. It's much shorter. It's there's, much shorter. There's still useless dialogue, but it's Isn't not like she all the one useless that doesn't dialogue. Do the the portions thing right? Is that the one yeah. I freaked out on the portions? Oh, okay, mm-hmm. no, I can't. And, do it. Hey, I can't. hey, hey! Her male character is an exact clone of the one, but with a different personality. No. No. <laughs> no. Like six foot four, no. black hair, gold eyes, oh, chiseled. <laughs> oh my god with tattoos no and he's a and demon and who's the gargoyle he is like there's multiple gargoyles but she's talking about uh zenith zane saying thank you i yeah <laughs> so no yeah. i was asking who the, who the gar are there actual gargoyles in the story yeah since it's about gargoyles mm-hmm. technically they're called they're, they're wardens yeah they're they're called wardens but they can turn into stone monsters so they're no. considered gargoyles no, no. Uh, no. and they they fight off the demons no <laughs> all right now that this is not what anyone picked for this episode and has nothing to do with it um other than gargoyles <laughs> yeah yeah, but the Gargoyles TV show was awesome. Oh, I love that show when I was a kid. Very good. Yeah, show. I still love it. I have actually the Funko Pops. I can see them all right now. Oh, <laughs> of all of the characters of the Gargoyles. Yeah. So yeah, someone needs I to write it. a really good Gargoyle book. I agree. Do it but with those characters, or just no, like just just Gargoyles in general. I've thought about it. hasn't hasn't solidified in my brain. Maybe I'll make Good. it a, a young adult romance. Yeah. It'd sell hot. <laughs> you should probably put some demons in there, though. Why? 
to get the supernatural fans. No, 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 no. You make you make the gargoyles appear to be the bad guys. Put some angels in there. Do do a full flip well, on what Jennifer L. Trump tried. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I'm not up for writing people, anymore. I don't have time for it. Give people their monster. You spend all your time reading. I do. <laughs> I do. I love how you guys did not address what I just said. Like you just oh, didn't, I didn't hear. It. I didn't hear what you said. We're ignoring it. I, I said give the people their monster porn. Oh yeah. You know what? They have the internet. There's I lots not, out there. I could not. There are tons of books on it too. About young adults. I just. I could not. Do it. No, 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 not young adults. Just. Just what? The look on your face that you just gave was just like. Just monster porn. Just monster porn. You, it can be adult. Somebody to write monster porn that is complimentary to your blue alien thing. Oh, no, no. There is other people who do that. There's an okay. entire series about drag or dragons. I heard that there's there's dragon porn. How does one have yeah. sex with a dragon? Like, I mean, is, a dragon we, is one human and one dragon? Uh-huh. Yeah, or is it no? Dragon, How? dragon. I haven't oh, read it. No, it's human and dragon. Are the dragons that comparable in size to humans, or is there like? I don't. I haven't read it, so I can't tell you. There is also um, minotaur ones, and uh, coronavirus. Are there centaur ones? Wait, what? I'm sorry, <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah, and so uh, dinosaurs. Like Virion that just goes uh, around having sex with people and it's also gigantic this erotica kissing the coronavirus what what exactly did you just type into search (laughs) (laughs) search (laughs) coronavirus erotica for those who must find it for themselves and it's called kissing coronavirus Sorry, why did you give us a link? (laughs) You gave us. I'm not going to click on that. Oh my god, he's green. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Is it by Chuck Tingles? No, no, it's by MJ Edwards. And and that is basically implying you are making out with the snot that is the result of your illness. (laughs) So that's gross. It it the the blurb for it is she was supposed to cure the coronavirus. Instead, she fell in love with it. Dr. Alexa Ashington Ford is a part of a crack team of scientists tasked with finding the cure to the devastating coronavirus. Little did she know she would end up falling in love with it in this steamy viral erotica. Okay, better yet, I'm looking at a review. The reviewer says, yes, I still gave it five stars. Do not go into this expecting a good read. Either read story or writing. Or either story or writing. You absolutely have to go into this expecting it to be worse than you imagine. It will be and ready to laugh. The fact that it was so bad, it made me laugh like crazy is why I rated it so high. Here are a couple of gems to give you an idea. So this is a quote. Alexa edged back, pushing back until her back pushed back against the wall. (laughs) Then another one. He also lets out a bellowing bellow. (laughs) Jesus. By the way. What is a judder? That's in quotes, J-U-D-D-E-R. And why is her clitoris doing it ex- excitedly? So this is a parody. 
It's gotta be. Oh my uh, God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, anyways, so. <laughs> wow. Never. Uh, I love it. We went from a gargoyle on a building to coronavirus erotica <laughs> this oh this god. is this is why we are chaotic energy <laughs> oh my god oh man so I yeah they sent me a link to that <laughs> yeah i'm not clicking on that because i do not want google being like oh so this is what you're interested in no it's amazon it's on amazon so your amazon would be yeah, like do you thing. want more <laughs> no thank you Uh, oh my god yeah there you go and there are multiple books in this series too yeah i saw that there's like 12 there are four of them no four it it looked like 12 in the (laughs) well then there's other oh no there are more because then there's covid clause is coming to town oh my god (laughs) but yes it's a parody or whatever (gasps) oh people are bored coronavirus 2 the second wave coronavirus 3 the mutant strain (laughs) well they're they're not off completely (laughs) they are not uh (laughs) okay oh that was great that was great thank you (laughs) um Okay, so I don't remember the rating. Sarah, you have your book. What's the first thing we have to rate? How exciting. Okay, so on a scale of one to five, how exciting did you find it, Sarah? I gave it a four. Okay. Not super exciting, but good enough to keep reading. Okay. Kim? Yeah, it was, you know what? I didn't, I didn't do it, but so. (laughs) Well, if you had to. You had to. to. Four. I don't know. Okay, I gave it about a three. Because like I didn't I think that was inside again first. I was like wouldn't really keep wanting to read. Like I started reading it and I kind of wanted to know where it was going. I just uh wasn't surprised by it. Yeah. I would agree with that. Easy reading was the next one. I would give it a four or five. It was easy. There was nothing difficult about it. It was yeah, a I gave three. It five as well. You got it. Well, you uh, you you were having a. I had a hard time getting into it, and then I did manage to finish it. Oh, <laughs> massive anxiety attack! I was just like, I can't. I really, I didn't think. I thought I was like, oh, this is gonna be the first time one of us DNF something. <laughs> I just kept reassuring you the money issues. Uh, didn't we have the DNF already? When Kim there, didn't read like the middle part of a book. That's not a real DNF. <laughs> Uh, that was yeah. that was time time restraints. restraints. It not... wasn't because she didn't want to. Yeah, well, I, I also was out of time. Impression we couldn't DNF because I know. I can assure you, there are definitely some books that we shouldn't be DNFing. But I thought I was going to have to with this one because <laughs> my anxiety was through the roof. So what yeah. about the dumbwaiter scene? You didn't have any issues with that, even though she was talking about like how she couldn't move at all in this tiny little box trapped between the walls. No, I don't have an issue with it wasn't a cave. But the concept is no. basically the same. No, no. I, I can handle that. I can handle elevators. I can handle the idea of someone being in a dumbwaiter. Um 
You make that dumb waiter out of rock. It's a whole. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> and that is a slab of rock on each side, and I am underground. No, no, now, now we're done. <laughs> I did think they were crazy for going into the elevator during the fire. Yeah, I I felt like that should have been uh much more suspenseful than it was. Yeah, well, and I thought elevators like automatically shut down when there is, or is it just I that you shouldn't be in the elevator so the fire can get up? Yeah, exactly. Emergency services, services, servants, <laughs> services need to be able to use it. Okay. Um, but I, and I think the implication was it was so old that it didn't have the appropriate. Well, she couldn't safety move. measures in it because typically they go to the ground floor and they stay there. And then I think you have to have the emergency keys services key to To override them to work. Yeah. But I don't even know that. um, I, I don't think it's for emergency services using it. I think it's because it's dangerous to be in an elevator. Elevator. You may lose power and then you're stuck in it. You cannot get out and the building can burn around you as you die inside the elevator. I don't think they're trying to wait on the elevator. Now they're just escaping. Exactly. Which was the stupid but thing it, she did. Get in the fucking stairs and, and walk. But the elevator does have to work because there it's not like there's ramps inside buildings. So if people are like... Actually, are, September 11th, when people were injured, they were having a hard time getting down the, the, the stairs. And we're talking, I don't know how many stories the, and the I, Twin Towers were. They were going down the stairs, not the elevators. So and I recently saw someone who, who, um, she, I believe there was somebody was, in a wheelchair that the other people were carrying them down the stairs. Yeah, but I but mean, no, 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 I was, would I the was elevators say, have worked? Like mm-hmm. the cables, obviously, I, I, if a plane. So from a certain floor, they should have, but they weren't using them. I think there's an override on elevators in certain buildings. No, but what I was going to say is, is I had seen recently, um, an individual with a disability, uh, on, in a wheelchair on tiktok talking about the fact that her dorm room didn't actually have a safe means for her to leave when there was a fire um and she was standing in the stairwell and she didn't have anyone to help her out and this person came up to her and they're like what are you doing still up here and she's like i can't use the elevator and i can't get myself down and they're like oh well this is a uh uh like a okay so i just just what are they 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 when you practice it what what is that Drill. You practice drill. It was a drill. Oh, lay down. So it was a drill. So they told her they could go back to her room. I just read what reasons that we can't use elevators during fire. It says one, the lift may open lift. So this is European. Um, The elevator may open to the fire. It may stop. Smoke and fumes will enter it and it may be grounded. So in some systems that, yeah, the, the, the elevator will, will go to the ground floor and won't allow you to use it. So you shouldn't be standing there waiting for it. Um, but yeah, there's dangers to using it also. So, I mean, that, that seemed pretty obvious, but. But yeah, I think there is for some people when it comes to accessibility, who rely on their elevators, there's this extreme danger of them not being able to then get out of the building. Um, because they can't get down the stairs yeah that's ridiculous and and we don't really have a system in place other than um they they should be prioritizing certain types of rooms on the first or second floor in order to eliminate that person having to go so high um that's why hotels have all of their disability rooms on the ground floor um 
all all dis- disabled rooms for disabilities is on the ground floor if you're requesting that sort of like thing people yeah. who are working i just say that there's employees and yeah. if i remember correctly there was a person in a wheelchair on september 11th and co-workers yeah, carried like... him down the carried him down the stairs yeah um, um, about that. but yeah so it's really weird that this elderly woman who was there because she's sick was on such a high floor yeah because she was above the seventh floor yeah. It's like you have someone who's there due to kidney failure and you put them on the seventh floor. Well, there wasn't a lot of logic to the, I mean, it's, well, it's yeah, like transplants can't happen that way. Well, he's the cause of the fire. Yeah, but he was on the same floor or like. I know, on seventh below. floor. He was on the seventh floor. And he couldn't manage stairs, remember, without his yeah. aid. So, you know, yeah, probably the other rooms were full or who knows. I don't know. Or Riley was thought through. thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay what was our next one emotional reaction emotional reaction um i gave i guess i can mine a four i mean i had an emotional reaction not always good <laughs> but it was emotional reaction you guys i'd i'd say three i i didn't have really any reaction to it I, other than i love the gargoyle <laughs> but that that doesn't really count since it never really did anything. Sarah? Uh, I gave it four. Okay. I mean, just from being mildly interested in it, not like I wasn't wowed. Or you just invested. I didn't hate like, it. Okay, fair. Yeah, but I wasn't indifferent. It, fair, fair. So, Sarah, what was your overall rating? I gave it a four. Okay. Kim? I also gave it a four. I gave it a four too. It wasn't like, I wasn't indifferent, but like, it's not the best thing I've ever read. Um, But I didn't hate it. It was like, eh, it was enjoyable to read. It just, just wasn't special. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I literally didn't remember it after I was done reading it. Yeah. It's, I'm like, what book are we recording? I don't remember. I don't remember. And Amber's like, what, what, I don't, what's it called? Lock every door. Lock every door. Lock every door. Yeah. I, I and she looked at me and went, lock every door. And I went, the one in the apartment. She went, the one in the apartment. Yeah. I may I've need to flick through to the pages real darkness, quick. So. <laughs> <laughs> Come All righty then. Well, I think that's everything for this episode then. So. I need my little blurb. Our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. And we are available on Patreon now. We'd love to hear from you.